Today, we're doing some pretty big work as a community because as you probably know, we've been in a series that we've entitled The New Normal now for the last few weeks. Actually, since Easter is when we launched this concept and idea that we've been talking about. The idea is there's this thing called COVID-19, this pandemic that's been happening in our world for months now, and we are trying to figure out not only what today looks like, because that can be a question for a lot of us, but what the new normal could be for the future. And so over these past few weeks, as you probably remember, we've been talking about, okay, the concept or idea of the new normal is not to fall in love with what was potentially and just fight with all of our might to try and get back to what was, but potentially in the midst of what's happening, there's something new, there's something good, there's something true and beautiful to be found, resurrection and new life, and we don't want to miss out on that. And so the last couple of weeks, we've talked about what does the new normal look like when it comes to things like our belief system, when it comes to how we approach the scriptures, when it comes to what we talked about last week, our approach to community and interacting intentionally with people around us, that there's a new normal, there's resurrection, there's new life to be found wherever you are and whatever's going on. And today, as we wrap up the series, got to be honest, from day one of this series, we've been thinking about this moment and what we're going to to be talking about. What is the new normal when it comes to this thing called CMYK, this church and this community? How does COVID-19 impact and affect not only today, because we're gathering over the internet on YouTube, but what does it look like for the future for all of us? And so today I want to talk about that. As some of you may know, I'm a kid that grew up in church culture, and it was something that I was in love with on many levels. In fact, I remember as a kid, about five, six, seven years old, beginning to pray at night because I grew up in a home where my parents would come into our bed, uh, bedroom, sit on our bed, and we would pray our prayers at the end of the day. Maybe some of you do that as well. It's a beautiful practice. And I remember as a little kid, five, six, seven years old, praying every night that one day God would allow me to be a pastor. That this was something I had so deeply in my hopes and dreams for the future. Now, this might sound crazy to you that a five, six, seven-year-old would be praying that because most little boys are not praying to grow up to be a pastor, right? They're growing up, they're praying to be like a fireman or a policeman or a superhero. Like that's the thing that they hope to be when they grow up. But for me, there was something about this role or this idea of being a spiritual leader, a pastor that I found so incredibly attractive. I grew up in a home where rather than my dad sitting around a TV on Sundays and cheering on a quarterback or his favorite football team. And so, you know, you have a kid that watches that and their father and they're like, man, I want to I want to do that. I want to play football. I want to be, you know, celebrated and excited and those kinds of things in that way. And so they grow and they work to be a football player because it's a celebrated narrative and story within the family tradition. Or maybe it's the military that this is something that you seek because there's this long line and this long history of this is who you are. And so you go after that. For me, I grew up in a home where the most celebrated position in our home, the most talked about thing, the most passionate thing in the Blakesley home when I was growing up was this concept of church. We went to church two, three, four times a week. It was the thing my parents were most excited about, most engaged with on any level. All of our community, all of our friends were most deeply and intimately found in this context of church. And so for me, maybe hearing that, you can understand why I watched my parents celebrate this so much. As a young kid, there was one thing that I wanted to do when I grew up. 
It wasn't to be a quarterback. It wasn't to join the military. It was to be a pastor because that's what winning looked like in my home. And so even after that five, six, seven year old, when I was praying every single night, God, I hope someday to be a pastor, even in middle school, watching my older brother, Ben, as he made decisions and went to Bible school and he was going to be a pastor in the way that that was celebrated. I remember in middle school, just confirming that and starting to tell my friends and family, again, this is who I want to be. And even in high school, and when you're having conversations about where you're going to go to college and what do you want to do when you grow up, those kinds of things, the only thing that I would ever communicate The only thing that I would say to myself and to the people around me is I want to be a pastor. I had a trajectory and a path that I was going to go to Bible school and I was going to be a pastor. Spoiler alert, that happened. (laughs) So I didn't think about being a teacher. I didn't think about going into medicine or going into business or finance or any of those things. It was always this path of Matt Blakesley is going to be a pastor. And so for the last 20 years of my life, this is the role that I found the majority of my identity and personality within, that I was going to be this spiritual leader. And I got to say, it's been incredible on so many levels. And today here to be with you, with you today in this thing called CMYK, it comes out of that drive and that passion and that desire to say, okay, what does it look like for Matt Blakesley to be a pastor? I've loved so much about it. I think about it all the time still. I'm still excited and motivated and energized by so much of this idea of being a pastor. However, a few years ago, and this was probably about 10 years ago, I remember I was reading through the scriptures and doing some studying for some different things. And I ran across this concept that pops up over and over and over again in the Old Testament. And I found it really, really interesting. In the Old Testament, there's this story of the people of Israel, and if you've ever read the Old Testament or been around the scriptures very much, you've probably interacted with this, where there are these immense wars and battles that take place, that the people of Israel are coming against the Philistines and they're coming against the Canaanites. There's all these different tribes and nations that they're continually coming against, that war seems to be this continual thing. In a tribal culture and society, in ancient culture, this was a thing. To war against other tribes was how you showed your dominance. It's how you showed that your God was better than their gods. It's how you expanded your territories, your strength and influence and significance in the world. You go to war and battle to maintain what's yours and to grow what could be. These seasons, these times of war are all over the place in the Old Testament. However, when I was reading the text a few years ago, I started to stumble upon all these moments throughout the Old Testament where there's these lines that say that the people had rest for a period of time. Or they would say things like, the land was at peace for a period. That the idea and the concept was there were these seasons and times of war when they were working to expand, they were working to maintain or hold on to what was theirs, yes. But then there were also these periods and times when they would just rest. There was no war, there was no battle, there was no trying to grow or gain in your significance or influence. It was just simply a period and a time of rest for the entire nation, for the entire land, that they've entered this period of rest. I remember this reading reading this a few years ago, and I, I was so struck by it. And the reason I was struck by it is because what I've grown up in and what you've grown up in is not a rhythm and a and a uh, experience where we experience periods of war and then we experience periods of rest. 
But really what many of us have grown up in and experienced is this concept and idea where we are always at war. We are always at battle. We are always trying to expand and grow and do more and be more and be better and get more and give more, whatever it is, that there's always something more to be done. And I found it so fascinating. And I started to think about years ago, this idea of what does it look like? Is this even a possibility to find some sort of rhythm for my life or for the culture around us that we just say, okay, we're just going to rest. We're not going to try to gain. We're going to try to grow. We're just going to let it be for a period of time. Now, for most of us, when we hear this kind of concept and idea, a lot of times the idea of rest is easily translated to laziness. Like This is just you being lazy. And so, you know, in fear of being seen or shown as that, what we typically do is we just avoid it. And we think because we want to be seen and shown in a certain way that we just need to work harder, do more, accomplish more. Maybe it's found in your arts and your creativity. You need to create more. Maybe it's found in your finances. You need to have more this year than you did last year. That's a struggle for some of us, particularly in this pandemic. You need to be somebody that had this job. And if you're going to leave this job, you leave that job for a better job to gain more ground, to gain more territory and to be more. That we're constantly in this cycle and in this place that our lives have to be growing and moving forward. And to do anything less is known as laziness. This is what the whole concept of what our undercurrent as the United States of America, capitalism, is. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And so for years, I've, I've always had this concept and idea. Is that a possibility? Could this ever work and be something where, yes, you have periods of war and you fight and you give everything you have to maybe grow or move forward, but then you also would have periods of time where you just rest and you don't try to be more, do more, accomplish more. You just let it be. It feels crazy. And I think it's a reason why we don't see it happen regularly in our lives. It's something I've been thinking about, particularly when it comes to where we currently are with COVID-19. The things have shut down in a lot of ways. They're slowly starting to open up, yes, but things really kind of came to a halt. And in the midst of that, there was a lot of time for many of us to think and to process, to have conversations about, okay, what did our life look like? And what could it look like moving forward? The new normal. And for me in particular, I've had a lot of time to think and to process. Had a lot of time to have conversations with my wife, Kate. Had a lot of time to have conversations with CMYK council and staff about what does this new normal look like? And one of the things that I feel like I just need to be honest about and talk about is that I have been in a state of war for the last 20 years of my life. This isn't mean to say that things have been bad or awful or wrong, but I have lived internally and externally in this state of always going after more, something new, something different, and giving myself fully to see the things that I'm working on continually grow and grow and grow, because if you're not growing, you're dying. And I've consistently lived in this state, particularly when it comes to this idea of Pastor Matt, that there's always more to teach, there's more work to be done, there's more to lead, there's more to give myself to, and more people to give myself to. And so I found myself as I stepped away and being honest that this is the place that I have been for the last 20 years of my life. And I know everything in me, 
has the potential to say, that's just life. And just give yourself fully. Give more. Do more. Do different. But it's in the midst of this that these texts and these ideas of a period of rest has continued to bubble to the surface. And it's one of these moments for me that I'm, I'm wondering if leaning into an invitation of Scripture that feels a little weird and a little awkward in our culture, if there might not be something good, true, and beautiful behind that. On top of that, what I've recognized and what I need to raise my hand and be honest about is that my life has experienced the level of tragedy and struggle in the last two to three years, things going on personally with me, things with my family, things with friends and relationships around me that have been incredibly difficult. And my current state has always been in the midst of all of this tragedy to put my head down, to get up next Sunday and to have something significant to say to this community and to people that I know and love to continue to lead, to continue to teach, to continue to live my life on some spiritual platform. War. (laughs) Go, go, go. And so it's in the midst of all of these conversations and talking with people that I know and love close to me, that the decision's been made and the thought has been thrown out there. What would it look like for Matt Blakesley to step away from a spiritual platform for an extended period of time, to enter a period of rest. That there would be an, an opportunity to step away and to ask the question, the, a question I've never asked before in my entire life as a five, six, seven-year-old, Matt Blakesley's going to be a pastor. What does it look like for Matt Blakesley to just be? To not be thinking about what's next and what's the talk and what's the series and where do we got to lead and what do we got to go do next as a church or as a spiritual community, but to just be. And as I've been talking about this with the people around me, there has been this resounding yes to that. That there would be this invitation for me to just step back from the spiritual platform for a year. And to just learn how to be. Now, this is not a decision that comes lightly. It's not a decision that comes easy on every level. Again, we are in a culture that we just continue. You got to fight. Just put your head down. Just give it your all and you're going to be fine. But for me and for our council and for our staff and for men and people that are close and intimately involved in CMYK, there's just been this resounding yes to this work. So the question might be for you, okay, so if Matt Blakesley takes a year off, essentially, from spiritual platform, from being a pastor, what does that mean for CMYK? And that's where this idea of the new normal for CMYK comes in. And the way that we've been talking about it and thinking about it is that if I were to step back, that the invitation would be for CMYK to have a Sabbath year. Now, this, does, this means a couple things for CMYK, and we're going to talk about it in a second, what the specifics are of it. But in thinking about what it means for Matt Blakesley to step away when it comes to council and staff and those around, the idea has been, okay, let's figure out and let's look, like, let's look at what it could potentially mean for CMYK to potentially enter this rest period, period of war and a period of rest together as a church and a community. So in other words, this is not just CMYK moving forward as normal and Matt Blakesley just takes a step back. But the idea is there's something new for us as a community here as well, that as I enter this new period of my life, that 
that there would be something new and different for the church community as well. That we would enter a Sabbath. And it particularly revolves around this thing known as our Sunday gatherings. That we believe that there's a good work in us potentially just taking a year off from gathering on Sundays. We typically meet Sundays at 5 p.m. We haven't done that for a while because of what's happening. But rather than kicking that back up when things kind of start to open up more and more and more and things and spaces become safer and safer, the idea is that we just continue to lean into this current place that we are in taking our Sunday gatherings off for a year and that we enjoy this rest together collectively. Now, this is not normal at all for church. It is not normal at all for me to be doing a talk like this and talk about me taking a year and the church taking a year from not gathering for a year. And so there's that kind of church bone in me that goes, whoa, this is weird. No, don't do it. This is crazy. This is out there. But I got to step back. I got to ask the question, as many of you have, when has CMYK ever been normal? (laughs) And the answer is not very much at all. Where this doesn't feel normal for a church to just take a year off and to take a period of rest, this does feel very CMYK. In other words, this is me working to be present, to be fully honest with you about where I'm at in my own health, where I'm at in my own journey in life to be fully open to what could be in the future and rather than trying to take control and dictate what should be or how it has to be, that there's an openness and a willingness to what could be and that the point and the goal of all of this would be there would be this better, healthier embodiment of love for myself and for you as an individual, for us as a church and a community. That this doesn't feel normal when it comes to church, but it feels very CMYK to be present, to be fully honest, to be open, that we may be the embodiment of love. So we're going to move into this thing called the CMYK Sabbath year. And there's a couple things that I hope that you know when it comes to this decision and what's ahead. First and foremost, I hope you know that CMYK is not done and it's not going away. While things are going to look different, yes, for the next year, and yes, I'm going to be taking a back seat and not on any sort of spiritual platform at all for the next year, which is crazy for me to think about, but to do that, it doesn't mean that this thing called CMYK, the community of the church, is just going to be gone on all levels. The plan is that, yes, we take a year, and then in a year, as I begin to re-engage some things, we begin to think and talk about what could be and what is next. This is not the end of CMYK. It is simply a period of rest. The other thing, and far more importantly, I hope you know that CMYK is yours. This has never, ever been about Matt Blakesley. And while, yes, there's a role that I've played in this community, and yes, there's work that I've brought and a personality that I've brought, yes, to this thing called CMYK, this has nothing to do about Matt Blakesley, but this is us collectively as a community choosing some things, and that means it's you as an individual choosing to take some things up and taking responsibility for it, that this is ours together, which means that it's yours, you're holding on to this just as much as anybody else, and you have the opportunity to make this look like it's It's going to look just as anybody else, particularly and probably more powerfully than ever in our season right now in this period of rest than 
any other point because I'm not going to be dictating anything, communicating anything for a year. And so when I say CMYK is yours, there's a couple things that uh, we want to kind of point at and say what we mean when we talk about that. First and foremost, these things called intentional communities. While our Sunday gatherings are going away, we have always had this undercurrent. It's always looked a little different and unique, but these things called intentional communities happening within CMYK. And our hope And our belief is that this work still matters. And even in a period of rest, to intentionally connect with the people around you matters. We launched some Zoom intentional communities a couple weeks ago because of what's been happening with COVID. And those are going to continue to be in existence. And maybe you're somebody that's interested in connecting with an intentional community, particularly now that we won't be gathering on Sundays. Our hope is that you would reach out to us through social media or through our website. And we would love to work to plug you into one of those intentional communities, whether it's Zoom right now or it's things like slowly start to open up that you'll be able to connect in a home somewhere or at a restaurant, whatever it looks like, there would be some intentional connection time for your life. Or you, maybe you're somebody that you would work to find or create your own intentional community. These things do not need to have a CMYK logo or attachment to them at all. You don't have to call them an intentional community at all. But it's our hope and belief to do life with others in an intentional way. It matters and it's significant for who we are and how we move forward. This is something that is going to continue to be a part of my life. Yes, it's going to look different than it ever has, but it's something that I'm going to lean into and our family is going to lean into to intentionally connect with people around us. And so maybe you're somebody, you're not looking to connect with a CMYK intentional community. That's okay. And that's great. I hope that you would use this next year to find somebody, some buddies to connect with over the next year. And my hope in that is that you would first and foremost, talk about it with some people. In other words, don't let this thing just kind of hang out in the back of your mind. I should really do that someday, as we do with a lot of things, but that we would truly sit down with one, two, three, however many people and say, here's what I want to do. And here's what this looks like, that there's a conversation about it. You make a plan. Here's when we're going to meet. Here's where we're going to meet. Here's some things we're going to talk about or a book we're going to read or something that we're going to do to find a more beautiful way forward in our lives, to work, to be present, honest, and open together that we may be the embodiment of love. Maybe for you, it's a service project or connecting with a grassroots organization here in our community. And that's your intentional community. That's good work. Intentional communities are not going away, but that you have the opportunity to live this out. And the reason that this one is so important for me is because CMYK has never been about just a gathering. It's never been about singing songs and listening to a talk and praying a prayer and then going home. That's kind of (laughs) the lowest of the low of what we're about. We are about community, people connecting and finding a more beautiful way forward together. So while Sundays are going away for a period of time, this is your opportunity to make CMYK yours and to find a more beautiful way forward together with a group of people, however many that is, that you would be in that place. The second thing when it comes to CMYK is yours would be our kids' connections. That we have so much beauty happening right now with the work that Jenny Barkak, Dr. Jenny Barkak, and Chris Glenn, who's on staff, they've been working so hard at connecting parents, bringing resources, and helping us all in our own emotional health to be present, honest, open, the embodiment of love, and helping our kids do the same as well. And that's not going anywhere. Where our Sunday gatherings and the kids' programming that it looked like before, yes, that's taking a rest and a pause for a year. Jenny and Chris are still very invested and very committed to 
to resource, to serve, and to connect you as parents and to resource and serve our kids as much as you want. So CMYK is yours. And so our hope is this is something that you want to stay connected with other parents, stay connected with Chris and Jenny, stay connected with other kids, with your kids, then please stay connected. We're still going to have our email newsletter that as different news things are coming out, particularly when it comes to kids, we will make sure that you are in the know on that. If you are interested in something particular or have a question or are looking to connect on a deeper level with other parents and other kids, then just please reach out through our social media or through our website and we will do everything that we can to stay connected with you because this work of raising kids, it matters. And guys, We have some of the best people on planet Earth. I'm not joking. That's not hyperbole. Helping us with this. And so we want to make sure this Sabbath rest and year, it doesn't mean that we just kind of kick back, but that we continue to do this good work of raising our kids and having some emotional health as we do that. The next thing I would talk about when it comes to CMYK is yours is finances. Now, CMYK has always been driven by we have enough. And from day one of this church, for the last almost seven years, we have given away everything that we can possibly give away to organizations and people around us. In fact, we regularly throughout these last seven years have heard multiple organizations come back and say, this is the largest gift, the largest financial blessing that we've ever seen from a church, which always blows us away because we are such a small community. But our desire and drive to continually live with this principle of we as CMYK have enough and we are here to give and serve to those in need around us, that doesn't go away. And this is yours to be a part of over the next year. So while this thing is sustained continually through so many people that give regularly, we want to invite you to continue to do that if you want. And to know that your giving is still going to be determined uh, to be given away to different organizations and individuals in need. Our finance council will still continue to meet and still continue to determine who can we give to and what can we give to. So if you want to continue to give, we're still going to engage in that work. We actually might have more to give away because we're not paying to rent out uh, uh, a place to meet on Sundays and all the resources and staff time and energy that goes into Sundays. So maybe we're able to give away more than ever before. Who knows. On top of that, if you choose to continue to give throughout this Sabbath rest, then what that means is there's a potential for a larger pool of funds that when we begin to engage what CMYK is going to look like in the future, we actually have some resources that we can say, okay, we can go do that. Here's what that's going to look like. But please hear me. If for any reason at all, you've been someone that's been regularly giving to CMYK, or maybe you've been on that edge of like, "Ah, do I want to give and be a part of this community on a financial level? And this is something where you go, hey, I'd like to take that. I'd like to take a step back from that. Please, by all means, you are welcome to do that. That if there's another organization, there's neighbors, there's something happening in your community that you want to give those resources to, then by all means, please use this as a period of time to engage fully in that. Our hope and our desire is that wherever you are, that you work to live with enough. And in living with enough, that you choose to take what's ever in your hands and you choose to say, where's the best place that I can give and serve those in need. And if that's CMYK over this period of rest, that's awesome. Thank you. That's incredible that we'd be able to continue to give away even in our period of rest. 
And if not, that's okay as well. We still have enough. The next thing I would talk about when it comes to CMYK is yours is other churches. Now, this might go without saying, but I, I just need to say it so that you know where my heart, where our council and staff's heart is. That is that we are taking, yes, a rest from our Sunday gatherings for a year. If you're somebody that is looking for and longing for that Sunday connection, that gathering, another church, another spiritual community, then I hope you know my heart and our heart is that you would go find that. Because maybe CMYK is not what you're looking for. And my hope is that you would find a place, a church, a community, a pastor that's in a healthy place. And this decision is driven by my belief that it's far better for you to find a place to connect with, to give, to serve, to plug into, and that that would be on a healthy level than for me just to continue to power through in my unhealth. And so if you're in that place and state where you're thinking, hey, maybe now's the time to start looking for another place, by all means, we want to give you freedom to do that. But CMYK is yours. You get to choose what this looks like, and that might be a choice to step away. And that's okay. I'm not, I'm not mad or frustrated or angry. You need to do what's best for your own spirituality, your own life, and your own health, just like the choice that I'm making and that we are making as a community. And the last thing I would say when it comes to CMYK is yours. These things called summer picnics. We've had them on the books now for a few months, and obviously everything is in flux in the entire planet right now, but we still have these picnics planned. Uh, these dates are going to be Sunday, June 14th, July 12th, and August 9th. These are Sundays. They're going to be in the afternoon, and there's going to be more details and info to come through our email newsletter or online. So make sure you're following on social media or at the bare minimum, following, uh, sign up for our email newsletter because this is our hope and desire that we would be able to connect in person with you. I miss so many of you. I was tearing up tonight just watching all the comments come in as that incredible Grant Jones song was playing and thinking, I miss them and I miss them and I miss them and I want to see them and I want to give them a hug and that really isn't happening right now. So hopefully by June, just we're playing it by year, but hopefully by June we're in a place where outdoor gathering, we can have a picnic, just connect, maybe stay socially distant depending upon where things are at and then same thing in July and August. But CMYK is yours. So our hope is that we as a community would get to gather together and just see one another and enjoy some great food together at a picnic. There's not going to be an agenda or anything significant. I hope to be able to be at one, if not all of them, to see so many of you and connect uh, because that matters for me. And so I hope that you would be able to join us for one of those picnics as they come up. In talking and thinking about this, there's been this moment that I've uh, kind of continued to come back to over and over again. It was a moment um, when I was getting ready to have our first child, Anders. He's five, almost six now. And I remember all the preparation that goes into having a kid. It's, it happened again, even when we had Margot, our daughter, just a couple of years ago. 
that there's all this work and all this preparation. You essentially have, you know, eight, nine months of we're just giving all of your focus and energy to this change that you know is coming. So you go to classes, you read books, you buy things, you decorate rooms, you have conversations with people. There's parties. There's so much that goes into having a kid. Particularly if you're a woman, there's a lot more. I don't know much about that other than watching my wife uh, go through it beautifully. But there's so much that happens. And then the moment takes place. The child is born into the world. And then however long, there's this period of time where this question began to rise in me. And this question was, what did I just get myself into? (laughs) And here's what I mean by it. Maybe for you, it was the first night where the baby just screamed all night long and nobody got any sleep. Or maybe it was that first just gigantic poopy diaper that you had to deal with, whatever it was. Maybe you've seen friends go through this as well. But there's this thought in the back of your mind that you've gone through all this preparation to get to this moment. The moment happens and now you're on the other side of it and you're experiencing something. You're going, oh man, what did I just do? (laughs) Because you know what it looked like before kids. You know what life looked like. You had time. You had energy. Your stuff was your stuff. You could sleep in. All of those things that came with that. You knew what life looked like. And then you have this moment where all of a sudden there's uncertainty and you're not quite sure what this new thing is going to look like. And there's this natural question that comes up. What did I just get myself into? What's ahead for me? I'm not sure if I can handle this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this as most of us who are parents have walked through before. It's an anxiety-ridden question because there's so much unknown. The last few weeks, as I've been talking about this and preparing for this conversation of being honest about where I'm at and saying I'm in a place where I think I need to enter a period of rest, And I need to just shut up for a little bit and not talk publicly about things and just be and figure out what that looks like for me. There's been all this prep to move into this moment. There's this thing that's in the back of my mind that I wonder, how long is it going to be until I come to this place where I ask that same question? What did I get myself into? Because I know, I love the work that I get to do. I love this thing called CMYK. I love seeing so many of you regularly when we could. And I know that there's going to come this moment, this day, when I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss our Sundays. I'm going to miss teaching and leading. And I'm going to have this question of, what did I just do? Because I knew what that looked like. I knew what it looked like to be a pastor and to go to war and to give everything I had on that level. I don't know what this looks like. And there's some potential anxiety that comes up for me. And maybe for you, you're in the same place. That for me to talk about, hey, we're just not going to gather for a year. There's a part of it that's like, one, this is really weird. Two, there's going to come this moment and you'll be like, what, what are we, why are we doing this? This is weird. This is awkward. And whether that's a week from now or whether that's three months from now, whenever it is, that potential question of what did we just do and that anxiety comes up because we're not quite sure what this period of rest is going to look like. As I've been thinking about that, I'm reminded of this Old Testament principle that was actually never practiced according to historical record that we know of. But it was this invitation in the Old Testament that every seven years, the Israelites would enter this period of rest for the land and they would release slaves and debts that are held by others. In other words, that they would just 
rest collectively. That's six years, they just give everything they have. And then there's this seventh year where they just let, as an agricultural community and tribe, they would just let the land rest and be on the seventh year. It was known as Shemitah or to release. And the reason I bring that up is this is essentially what we're doing in a lot of levels. We didn't plan this seven years ago, but we are entering this period of rest for a year. And it's in that that I've come across this, I've been reminded of this passage of scripture where the Israelites are invited to enter into this period of rest. And just like you and I, when we enter this new thing that we're not quite sure what's coming, the potential is for us to go, what did I just get myself into? And I'm not sure if we're going to make it. I'm not sure if this is good. I'm not sure if, we're, if this is an okay thing to do or not. And there's this invitation that's found as the text is talking about, as God is inviting his people into this period of rest that I find incredibly potent. It says this in Leviticus 25. God says, and if you say, what shall we eat in the seventh year? In other words, this anxiety. We don't know how this is going to go. What if? He says, if we may not sow or gather our crop, what are we going to do? God says, I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year so that it will produce a crop sufficient for three years. And when you sow in the eighth year, you will be eating some of the old crop. You shall eat the old until the ninth year when its crop arrives. In other words, there is this very real understanding of the anxiety of, I don't know what this is going to look like. What did we just do? But in the midst of that, there's this invitation to say, there's something more here. There's this divine presence and love. There's this ground of being that is inviting us to breathe deep and see and know that it's going to be okay. And that to enter a period of rest is not the end. To enter a period of rest is actually hope and belief in this thing that we talk about all the time. There's more here than just the breath in my lungs and the beating heart in my chest. There's a sacredness to life in the world around you. There's a sacredness to our connection and who we are as human beings and how we choose to live our days and to stop and to rest and to lean into and trust in that divine presence and work. It matters. And so will there be times potentially of anxiety and what did I do? Why are we doing this? This is crazy. Yes. But it's in the midst of that that I look at moments like this where there's this invitation to say there's something more here that is sustaining that is inviting, that is offering grace, and that I continue to lean into to find for my life and for the people around me. It's not normal or common. But my hope for you and my hope for me is that we, as we enter this Sabbath rest for CMYK, a year of not gathering, that you would experience a trust you would experience this divine presence and love in ways potentially that you never have. And maybe for you, more than just entering a rest for Sunday, Sunday gatherings and just not doing that, there would be an invitation for you to join me in that work. I'm still, I still got a job. I'm still going to be working at Art House and doing all the things that I normally do. I'm just stepping off of this spiritual platform for a year. So maybe there's an invitation for you to think through, what does it look like for me to step back and to rest from some things that maybe I've been at war with for a period of time? And it's 
nerve-wracking and anxiety-inducing to think because we know what it looks like to work hard and to go and to go and to go and to go and to go. We don't know what it looks like to enter a long period of rest. But to do that, I believe, is to lean into this love, presence, what is good, true, and beautiful here and now in this moment. I can't tell you um, the weight that's come off of my shoulders since I started to talk about this. And everything in me was saying, Matt, this is crazy. Don't do it. But the more that I've talked about it, and the more that I've shared it with people close to me, close to CMYK, the more beauty that continue is continually reflected back to me. I feel I, I feel silly if I'm honest that I should just be able to power through all of these things. But your grace and the way that you continue to encourage me to be present, to be honest, to be open, and to be the embodiment of love has been and is the most incredible and powerful work that I've experienced. This is what church is. This is what life in Christ is. This is what healthy spirituality is. I believe it with all my heart and I believe it not because of something I read in a text, but because of the living embodiment that you, CMYK, have been and are to me and the way that you are that to others. CMYK is yours. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it. I'm so grateful for what these last seven years have been. And I'm so hopeful for what could be. But first, we rest and we trust. So tonight was the announcement or the conversation about what this new normal looks like. And then we are going to do one last YouTube live stream next Sunday. And the reason for doing that is because this feels really weird and awkward, if I'm honest. I feel like I'm breaking up with somebody over text. (laughs) Like, I would love to be able to do this physically in a room with people and have conversation and dialogue, all of that stuff. But none of these conversations have been able to happen face to face for me other than with me and my wife. So this feels so weird to be doing this over the Internet. I'm sorry, but it's just the state of things. We chose to use this time where we're not gathering as a part of that rest rather than just to kind of power through for a period of time and then enter the rest. So all that to say, rather than me just saying, hey, we're done. See you later. uh, And then, you know, signing off for the next year, we decided what we're going to do is this is the talk. We want to invite you to have conversation and dialogue to think about things. If you want to send in any questions on social media or through our website, feel free to do that. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to do that. All of those things. But then next Sunday, we're going to gather gather on YouTube one last time. And it's going to mainly be driven by any conversations that you want to have, any questions that you might have, any comments that you want to bring to the table. And we're going to spend our time together like that. And then I hope to see all of you, all of you at our picnics this summer because I want to see you. Thank you for being this embodiment of love to me. Thank you for being this embodiment of love to the community around you. CMYK is not going away. CMYK is yours. I love you and I hope to see you next Sunday if you can be a part of that and then especially at the picnics.